This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Half of my half of my podcast ads are in Spanish. I don't I don't know why. Uh, you know why? It's because you're running a lot, right? Is what you said? I have been. Yeah, it's porque es muy rápido. <laughs> Nailed it. Got him. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundamip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and glare bear, Sean Roney. And the Middleman Janes, Handsome and Stinky, Paper Brothers for Hire. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I hope you've been paying your wig no storage way. bills, Jimbo, because <laughs> it's time for another episode of Handsome and Stinky, Paper Brothers for Hire. <laughs> Edward and I did not collude on that at all. Also, what is going on? Okay, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's <laughs> The Office. This week we'll be doing... This week we had a great suggestion from somebody, from a listener, um, to do uh, a draft of things that we actually like from season nine. Um, these two are just giving picks <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> I, I, um, look, I, I had all of season nine to choose from. I had all of season nine to pick a drop. I happened to just choose that moment, which is the old the job title Edmund chose. I mean, you, you you can't you can't make this up. Inappropriate, Alex and I, classic Schubert brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, so, anyways, yes, this week we'll be doing season nine things we actually like draft picks. Uh, after that, we'll head to the conference room for some trivia sent in by our favorite Smookler, uh, Smookler Podcast Company. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get into all that uh, Alex do we have any housekeeping to start off with well first and foremost coming in with a bit of a heavy heart RIP to Carl Weathers the man mm. the myth the legend who passed this week 
not affiliated with the office in any way, but affiliated with some uh, some big stuff. Stuff I feel like <laughs> characters in the office love, like Rocky mm-hmm. and Predator, mm. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. So <laughs> I know Michael, Michael specifically. I feel like. I think Michael would have a big R.I.P. Carl Weathers banner up uh, today. So uh, he probably throw a conference room about it, something like that. Do something. He says Apollo Creed is he respects more than That's Jesus, true. right? So. Uh, shout out to Carl Weathers. Um, may he rest in peace. Uh, that's outside of that. Um, I will direct uh, housekeeping efforts as always to promoting our Patreon, promoting our Discord, which you can join through links in our show notes in our episode descriptions. Uh, our Patreon is anyone can just anyone can just join. It's crazy. It's just open to the public. Come on in. You know, get some ad-free episodes, get our exclusive monthly mailbag episodes. We just posted our January one, which was a blast. Can't Mm -hmm. wait for a fresh year of mailbag episodes. Those are always a lot of fun. Join our monthly donations we make. Uh, Join join a community of of people who invest in themselves, becoming the best version of themselves. That's what we try and do here. We should clarify that you said open to the public, but open to the public for five dollars a month. Yes, oh, for the tickets, low, low cost. Tickets available. Unlimited tickets are available. <laughs> it's you could come on in. Uh, yeah, have, have some fun. Nice, very. Special oh, and of course, of course, I should say, oh. let's shout out our new podcast, Captive Audience, has its own separate feed from this one. So you gotta you gotta go download, subscribe, listen, join that. We just did the Big Lebowski with the, our guest host, our friend Peter Gallagher, not Peter Gallagher from the OC. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would have been cool. Uh, but our other friend Peter, who has who wrote a paper about Big Lebowski in college, and it's always been one of his favorite movies, and Edwin had never seen it. So if- for years, we were, we were even roommates, and for years, I always just avoided either talking about that movie with Pete or ever uh, getting too deep into a conversation yes. about it. So they bury the hatchet in in uh, yeah. our our new episode about the Big Lebowski, which I'm finding out the more people I talk to, it really is like. People are like, that movie's not for me, or they're just all in and love that movie. Uh, there's not a lot of in-between, I'm finding. So. Um, thank you, Alex. Yes, go check out Captive Audience, and very special thanks to our Scott's Tots for supporting us. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Edwin, uh, this week we got this request for, for Season 9 draft picks. Can you tell us more about this, this idea? Well, I'm so glad you asked, John. So this, uh, the genesis of today's episode came from a voicemail from Luke from Louisville um, that uh, was in our voicemail episode that uh, dated December 1st, um, 2023. And I was not on this episode, but he called and asked you guys about what are the things that we like, maybe a draft episode from season eight, season nine, because at times we can be kind of critical, um, but the things that we like from those two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, you guys gave a bunch of things that you liked. And uh, now we're going to revisit this as a draft episode. I should clarify that it's only going to be season nine to give us an even narrower sort of things to choose from. We realized um, that if we did season eight and nine, it would be very eight heavy. Yeah. Um, so that was us trying to go more towards uh, highlighting things that we like from season nine. I also would love to say um, that when I came back on the episode, I was quick to call you guys schmohawks because you started giving things that you liked um, instead of saving this concept for later. And I'm happy to say that the return of Kirby enthusiasm is just one day away. Oh. So um, <laughs> I'm happy to be talking to a couple of Schmohawks on the eve of Curb returning. Ah. I can't wait. Um, great. Well, uh, you know, 
this is of course we got this idea from all fantasy everything shout out to them uh, and uh, uh before we start we'll determine the order of the draft alex do you have i do the results it it was determined actually before we started recording i yelled down to uh, my wife downstairs and had her pick the order um i didn't make her come upstairs you know she's she's She's, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of slow mornings around here in the residence with the, uh, with the pregnancy and we're, we're cooking extravagant breakfast. We're having a good time doing it. So I didn't make her come upstairs. So she's not going to be on mic. Okay. Okay. I can confirm that Alex called. I was witness to him calling down and getting the answer. And she, Sean said she wanted to give you the hot corner. So the order is Edwin, me, Sean. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I don't think, I don't get the hot corner very often. That's, uh. This is exciting. Okay, so what? Alex first. You're more Edwin. of a cool straightaway nope, nope. kind of guy. Edwin, me, you. <laughs> Edwin, Alex, me. And then, um, oh, and then I guess we did talk about, you know, ground rules. I, I was, I, I think that anything goes for this, for this draft. <laughs> in the, in the spirit of, you know, showing some love for season nine. Everything is on the table. Well, I kind of I asked I asked these guys what ground rules they wanted to have, and Sean said none. <laughs> I know. He decreed it. I almost think Sean it's it. it's more respectful to season nine if there were a little more rules. Because now it's saying like there's so little we like about season nine that we could just do whatever. <laughs> um but I'm I'm on I'm on board with it because I got I my, my picks uh span the spectrum of very specific moments and larger things. Okay. I think if there's anything egregious, we'll know immediately and we'll be able to say we'll... that it's not allowed. If something is crazy and over the top. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Well. So if you were to take, say, yeah. season nine, I would. Yeah, I, I was going to be my bit. <laughs> I would have an issue. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> no rules. One thousand percent. You said there were. You, you said you had no rules. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That was 1,000% what I was going to say. <laughs> and you know that. Same wavelength. Uh, yeah. All right. We're... Is that all we need to do? We we can get started. Sure. Edwin, it's time for the first pick. Okay. With the first pick in the season nine draft, I'm taking Asian Jim. Damn, oh, damn of course. it. Of course. I cannot be more delighted to have gotten the first pick. I actually wanted the first pick the board. this draft. I know. Yeah. This is a pick that I've taken in, in many of our other drafts, and <laughs> one that I really, really like. Um, so I was, I'm delighted for the opportunity to add it to my roster here. Um, it's one of my favorite cold opens, which I think is, um, I mean, there, there are a lot of good cold opens from throughout the show, but I feel like maybe some of the more iconic mm-hmm. ones, or maybe it's different points in the show's run. So to get one from season nine that really, really stands out against the rest, I think is really good. Um, yeah. Randall Park is really funny. Yeah. And uh, Dwight plays it crazy. Um and uh, his sense of reality is uh, yeah. thrown into question. Very true. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 going back through all the drafts, I do wonder, is, is Asian Jim the most picked just general draft pick <laughs> over, over, I don't know, a dozen or so draft episodes we've well, done? Well, because it's Could your be. favorite I mean, prank, your favorite cold open. <laughs> drafted favorite season, season nine. nine. Uh-huh, minor <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. He never fails. Their yes. actor friend Steve. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I who, think... what about the babies? Were they his kids? <laughs> I, was we don't know. About, I was wondering about yeah. the kids in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like too that you mentioned it, it messes with Dwight's sense of reality. Any any good any prank that um, you know him getting messages from himself in the future, or Correct. you know, um, the even just the Pavlov mint thing. I, yeah, or when he are... thinks Jim can move things with his mind. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the vampire. There's like there's yeah. like a layer mm-hmm. of 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 uh, progression where he's like really skeptical, and then he starts to believe it, and then <laughs> he's like, Jim is a vampire now. He's like that is his own. Right, path. he's on oh his own. <laughs> I mean, for as hardy, for like as hardy and like grassroots as Dwight is as a human being his his like fabric of reality is very thin and easily tears mm. he's, he's, <laughs> he's quite easily duped into thinking uh, everything he knows isn't real the CIA yet mission yeah yet he doesn't go down the matrix cold open hmm. he's happy with his life I know <laughs> I know but that's you know if that was actually in season nine that would have been my first pick so uh mm. we can talk about that but yeah that one that one is that's a sign of his of his character arc right because there's there's that's the most catnippy thing that could have ever happened to dwight is being <laughs> basically having the matrix be real like i think yeah. for him that is his like harry potter dream of kids who like wish harry potter was real and they'll get a letter from an owl <laughs> and it's like Dwight's just been waiting <laughs> and- for someone to offer him a red pill in your as a young child there's like a p- five-year period where you kind of just expect that at any moment you could be told that you're really special and then that there's this magical world that's a lock to you mm-hmm. you were the chosen one all along <laughs> <laughs> based on any sort of genre of young adult storytelling for dwight um, you that goes to, well into his yeah. adulthood um yeah. you know it makes you wonder about you know millennials in general that seems to be a core of millennial mm-hmm. growth is the idea that you are the center of the universe <laughs> <laughs> harry potter princess diaries the list goes on <laughs> i think uh what, what's interesting uh, about asian gym too is is you know uh, it it almost feels like it could exist anywhere in the show i mean besides maybe you know the kids in the photo um it's just a simple prank between yeah jim dwight and and pam that's true. That's one of the things that simple that season nine gets uh, d- does well. I think mm-hmm. is like they're able to kind of return to form a little bit with some of these moments that are just like um, less is more. Yeah. Jim Pam Dwight prank. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't think this prank would have worked before like season six. I want to say I don't think it would have felt like it worked as much. Maybe maybe just after they're married, it's, it feels it's like like. Because like it helps Asian Jim and Pam together kiss for so long, and they, yeah, yeah, and they they've taken a family portrait together. It's yeah. it's like the, that stuff matters. <laughs> I guess, okay, in season one, it would have really thrown us viewers for a loop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have really been a lot to well, digest. It would have been Asian Roy, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Screw the teapot. Asian Jim and Asian Roy. <laughs> Asian Roy. <laughs> See, yeah. Asian Roy. <laughs> um, okay. I guess Hide Hide's eventually Asian Roy mm-hmm. well, we'll get, we'll get uh, and Hide sure. is a warehouse working friend of ours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, perfect uh, first pick from Edwin Asian Jim that's the easiest pick in the draft so I'm not too mm-hmm. impressed with easy that. too easy alright overthink it <laughs> Alex what is your first pick it is to you yeah 
That was the only obvious pick I have. Now I'm I'm already lost in the wilderness here. Oh my god! Uh, Follow your heart, baby. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take. Well, this. <laughs> He's already laughing. I'm sorry. Well, it's not a, excited. None of these are good picks, so I don't even care anymore. Edwin, congrats on winning the draft. Uh, I. I'm going to take the moment I think that made me laugh the hardest possibly in season nine. And I'm taking Andy's fail video. Oh, I had that on my list. Okay, great. <laughs> That's a great pick because there's a, I'll, I'll take the whole fail video. Cause it's just like, it's a great reflection of the time. Uh, the fail video. I mean, I guess fail videos are yeah. still very much oh a thing, God, but yeah, like still <laughs> at that time, I mean, that was a whole blogs of fails, fails, but it take is the, the cold open. That's what I would have done. Yes, that yes. Uh, specifically, <laughs> after the whole all these shots from the softball game, he does a a little R.I.P. for Jerry from the warehouse warehouse, <laughs> and everyone kind of sits there for a sec, and then a tiny <laughs> little fail that goes right over Jerry's eyes in the picture with the day he died. And I don't know why a dark sense of humor. That just made me laugh so hard that Andy, just to think about Andy editing that into the video. Like, fail. And then doesn't it end with, no, the, then it goes to Pete and Clark, I think. After well, that. then it ends with the water skiing, Andy water right, skiing. Right, but does it go from Jerry to the water skiing or is there something in between? I think it goes from Jerry to the water skiing. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He says, like, catch you on the lakes or, or something. Mm-hmm. But well, ski you later. Ski you later. <laughs> I just, something about that little fail over Jerry's eyes. It's so inappropriate. It's so mean. And it's it feels like a Michael Scott thing he would have done. What is this? This is regular video of you making vulgar noises. <laughs> that was a triple. Uh, anyway. <laughs> No, hey, I had that one on my list. I think this is a, this is a fantastic pick. So, okay, uh, good. Well done, sir. Thank you. Um, I I love uh, within this. I love. Um, Andy says a fail video. What is this? Two thousand a blooper reel. What is this? Two thousand five. Do I look like Bob Saget? Yeah. Um, and you know that's only he's only seven years away from that time, and we are like eleven years away. From, I know. Eleven or twelve I years know, away man. from the, the fail video. So, um, but the. I love uh, when he says, uh, he said, hi, I'm Pete. Puberty's such a drag, man. <laughs> and, uh, hi, I'm Clark. I like to eat toilet paper. <laughs> and then the most, the best thing of all is the way that he falls with the Gatorade. It's so, so Incredible. funny. And if you watch it again, it looks like the liquid inside does not look like Gatorade. It looks like black liquid, like to accentuate the dirt. Huh. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like it's green or red or yellow in any sort of sports drink lemonade kind of way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like dark water. Maybe huh. grape falls backwards. <laughs> purple? purple? Yeah, I was going to say maybe purple is black. Purple, by the way, always the best odds uh, on betting on the uh-huh. Super Bowl Gatorade color. Like purple is always like you get like 12 to 1 odds on that one. Oh. I mean, it's probably purple. He got to purple. <laughs> Impressive. Um, but... It just looks, it doesn't look purple. It looks like something else, but maybe that's just yeah. me and I'm wrong and it's purple and that it's the easiest, <laughs> simplest, most explanation. Yeah. Anyway, RIP to Jerry. RIP to Jerry. Good first pick, Alex. Thanks, Sean. Now I get two picks, first and second. Um, I'm so, so, two picks? so great. <laughs> I got two picks. 
one for the plug and one for the love. Uh, man, I'm so so happy you guys didn't take this because then I really would have I would have just quit. I would have just left. Um, and I wish we had now. I'm taking Meredith and Lice. Nice. Yep, that was on there. I don't want I don't want the whole episode. I just want Meredith. I just want how you like me now. Bald, you're taking bald. You're taking bald <laughs> Meredith. Yeah, the shave right down the middle. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I, I'm taking. None of you had the balls to show them lice who's boss. <laughs> shave her head. Shave her head. Uh, it's you got it's the balls. It's I would shout out to season nine. That it took this long for them to, you know, (laughs) this is five seasons after Meredith gets hit with a car and gets diagnosed with rabies. Like We've been through some (laughs) wild ups and downs, but they saved the wildest for last. And it was so simple as her shaving her head Mm -hmm. in the kitchen uh, (laughs) to show them. It's the natural conclusion of the head based like humor that Meredith has had throughout the show, whether the bat in the bag, her hair catching on fire, Moroccan Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of things throughout the show where I feel like Meredith's hair is involved and uh, <laughs> had to go at some point. It's uh, it's a great one. It's uh yeah to, to me and to me it's, it's, it's peak season nine. It's, 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 it's what season nine is actually good at. Which is having a lot of fun with some of these, some of the ensemble characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and and okay, wait. probably our, I don't know, like favorite character. question for you <laughs> from a like production design standpoint. How do you? How well do you feel like they accomplished the bald cap on Kate Flannery with like the shaved head and stuff? Because, like, on one hand, it's very impressive, but on the other hand, like, her head does look, like, measurably bigger. Yeah. You know? Well, I – does – did she not shave her head? Did Kate Flannery – I don't know. I, 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 I know what you mean. There's definitely a bald cap at some points, and I, I, I did think maybe they were just doing that for um, continuity or, like, you know, so that they could get through the episode and go back and forth, mm-hmm. but – um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, I be, you're absolutely right. It's kind of like you can really see. It's a little. I mean, I could be totally wrong. And, but I don't uh, see please the correct me and stuff. I thought listeners. it looked pretty. I thought it looked pretty good. She did not it's like, shave. She yeah, uh, it's like pretty impressive. Yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah. I I thought. You can t- that, I mean, like it's really hard to make it look like she doesn't have hair underneath. Yeah, but like yeah. Mm-hmm. I I thought that they went back and forth, or I or I thought that they put a put a like bald wig on her so that they could get through like you know, the shooting schedule of that episode, mm. but I thought eventually she did shave her head, but <laughs> that's uh no, that's a good bald cap. Uh, this extra little tidbit here from mm-hmm. this, a Q and a that Kate Flannery did in which she says that she did not actually shave her head. It was a very well-made bald cap for those scenes. Uh, but she does say quote, uh, from this interview, much to the dismay of her parents at the time, she did actually flash Michael Scott during the Christmas episode. <laughs> so, that was real. No bald cap there. That's good. Um, did I tell you guys about my haircut recently where they, I got almost like I got part of it shaved? You told me, but I don't think that I don't think it was on the podcast, though. 
Well, so I went to see my barber here, and uh, I hadn't seen him in a couple months because I got it cut when I was in the U.S. and when I was traveling and stuff. Um, and he told me uh, also that I think the pre- the for the last guy whose haircut was really difficult, and oh, I don't know. Anyway, he was like, uh, he was like, you know, ten me up, and he was like zero, right? And I was like, in my head, I was like, yes, fade it down to zero. But instead, he started like trimming my hair, and then like he went in, and it was like down to zero on the side, and so it was just like. Zzz. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. <laughs> he just like shaved like a large portion out of the oh side my of my God. head. And I was like, oh my gosh. What? And he was like, oh no, I thought, you know, there's just miscommunication. And I showed him the photo and it's like, no, I thought you were going to fade it. Anyway, he was like, all right, let me fix it. Let me do the best I can, right? And for a while, and it ended up looking pretty good, I think. So uh, shout out to him. Yeah. Um, but there was a moment where I was like, I'm going to have to ask him to shave it all off. <laughs> and then I'm just going to have to rock the shaved head, which I've never really done before. But like, that was like a, the real thought that crossed my mind. Wow. I'd love shave to my it. head. Shave my head. <laughs> you know, one, one might say we're in the season nine of our podcast, Edwin. It might be time for you to shave the head, finally. Mm. And time. Edwin is definitely the Meredith of our, of our podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. No, I once no. said, uh, I once said to Alex, uh, I'm sorry if I look kind of disheveled because I was feeling really sick one day when we recorded not that long ago. And Alex was like, I've known you for I use this as 20 a cold years. Open. You've always looked exactly the same. <laughs> this was a cold open. This was? Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, but the cold open was you telling Sean about this happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So your hair is a topic of, is, is frequent Very well explored territory. It is. Yeah. It is. Welcome well, to MSPC well where we love to repeat some content. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. With its love. Long pauses and baroque dependent clauses. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick another What's your next thing. Next pick, Sean. Yeah. If I may. Thank you. I'll allow it. Um, and that objection. Thing that I'm going to pick is the kneecapping with Chris Gethard. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, good one. Uh, good one. one of my favorite guest appearances on the show. Uh, Chris Gethard is a perfect weird friend for Dwight. Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. Him <laughs> showing the receipt. Like, he's like, I've got a, you know, like, he's got a gun. He shows the receipt and he's like, like he keeps it in a safe. And there's, is it a good safe? He's got the receipt for that as well. You tell me. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, specifically for him coming into the office, just <laughs> looking back and forth with the sandwich with the pipe sticking out of it <laughs> special deliver sandwich delivery for oscar martinez it's really um, <laughs> great prop work with the pipe in a sandwich <laughs> as well it's just it's yeah. know, right out of a, sticking out of the sandwich I right will out say, of a comic book yeah i will say that's like a really bad fake pipe <laughs> <laughs> that thing looks like it's like just plastic like pvc i don't know what what's going on there okay so i also watched uh this scene in preparation for uh this episode and like i love at the end when trevor and dwight and oscar are in the grips of things (laughs) and oscar and oscar jumps in he goes disarm disarm and the what's funny is there are two ladies walking in the background like this crazy thing this height of like romantic drama and intrigue and betrayal is happening and two people are just walking by (laughs) just in the middle of their day. (laughs) Yeah. I also love Oscar's backhand stance when he's like threatening them with the pipe. He like turns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's going to, he's going to hit them with uh, like a backhand uh, piping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dwight as the pacifist here trying to, Mm -hmm. he's a Dunder Mifflin man. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, Chris Gether just just makes me laugh. Uh, I thought he was great. I could have I could have used more Trevor in the office. So is your pick? Your pick is just Trevor. I guess so. General. Yeah, yeah it's a good pick. If you want to just take Trevor, you can get Trevor in Junior Salesman as well. It's a pretty good value. Oh yeah. What does he do in Junior Salesman? Pretty good value. (laughs) So he's one of the applicants, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. There's a and uh, like the first question, he's like, "Ooh, didn't know you were going to ask me that." Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's like, "What do you think you'd be a good fit for this job?" (laughs) (laughs) And then later, uh, like they're talking about going to play paintball, and he's like, "Oh, can you guys wait for?" you know, for me to get off work. And he's like, what are we supposed to do until then? He's so angry. <laughs> Him and Nate would have a really good, really good chemistry together. And in this episode, too, he also says, if you chase me, I will run so fast. If you catch me, I will bite so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Great. Yeah, then I'm just taking Trevor, Trevor uh, okay. in general. Good pick. Very, very good pick. Um... Okay, Alex, time for your second pick. Um, my second pick, I'm going to go with <laughs> another moment I just love from the season, uh, and it is Here Comes Treble singing to Pam during a fight between Jim and Pam. Oh, yeah. uh, I love the scene. It's Part of me just wants to take here comes trouble as the pick just because like good i'll just take here comes trouble just because like we've had eight seasons of hearing about him well not eight seasons five seasons of hearing about him uh to to get the payoff of having them come in you get obviously you're getting broccoli rob coming in on on the screen and uh and andy is george michael i mean the whole whole scene really works for me i like it but that specific moment where they're saying i'll be uh, to, <laughs> to to Pam Edwin McCain by Edwin McCain. It's the f- it's just the perfect song for that moment. It's so funny. It's the most acapella guy song ever, and the way that they sing it to her while she's completely tuned out of what's going on, um, continuing a conversation with Jim. Uh, just they're like trying to like take her eye contact back to the guy who's trying to serenade her. Like, <laughs> It's, so, it's just so cheesy of the whole mm-hmm. the, I don't know something about that song just makes me smile inside I'll be, I'll be it's such a heartfelt song. <laughs> 2000s prom song it, like, exactly yeah. it's the slow dance it's clear the floor slow dance song and like uh, yeah. I just love it it's since that episode came out and that like it is a really fun song to sing at karaoke to just go all out for it um, mm-hmm. so that moment makes me smile and therefore it's draftable. Uh, so there it is. Here com- there Here are comes some trouble. really other, oh yeah, there are some great things in this episode. I also think this is a very good pick, um, because it is like, a, it's a very important pick plot wise because this is Jim and Pam, um, you know, uh, clashing about, mm-hmm. uh, Stumpany, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you also get, uh, the camera, like the other thing that I thought would have been a good specific pick was the montage at the end while they're all singing the Cornell fight song, I think. Oh, and sure. um, it's like the camera catches Kevin and, uh, or sorry, the camera catches uh, Oscar and the Senator kissing, 
Mm-hmm. Toby makes the plea for Nelly with the flowers and it doesn't work and he's banging them against the wall. <laughs> like it's such a crazy montage at the end of that episode. Um and uh so yeah, no, I think I think it's a very, very good one. Plus we get Stephen Colbert's Broccoli Rob. Yeah. I yeah. mean that's great, just great picks. I love you, Andy. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. I live across from campus. <laughs> I had to go check in on the young guys. Once, twice, three days a week. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Why don't you ask Trey Anastasio about my pipes? Sorry, now I'm just going down. <laughs> he said, hey, Broccoli, nice pipes. Here comes Treble. Good second pick. Okay, Edwin. I, have a second, okay. I think I know exactly what Edwin's about to pick. You might, but I actually kind of think this might be a surprise uh, pivot. Okay. Um. I would like to take the target, the episode. Ah, okay. Well, Sean, I know took the kneecapping scene slash Trevor, so you let me know if this is permissible. Okay. But I, there, like when I was rewatching some episodes in preparation for today, the target was like my favorite one that I watched. I enjoyed oh. it so so much. Yeah, I guess uh, um, I'll I'll allow it as uh, you know I say anything goes during this draft. But what <laughs> you'll loan me, Trevor, for the purposes of this pick, <laughs> for a fee, for a fee. Um, but yeah, what about the target besides? Uh, Trevor and the kneecapping scene did you like so much so I mean there are there there like all the storylines in this I thought were pretty funny and pretty effective I guess I mean the kneecapping scene is ridiculous like it's kind of over the top but it is a funny way to get after this Mm -hmm. thing and it ends with Angela kicking Oscar in the knee and that's like the resolution to her getting the aggression out um and the other things that happen in this episode is uh the house of cards the complaint cards Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I always love. And, uh, you know, Daryl gets the complaint card for calling while having sex, but he's actually just been eating spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, Pete, make it go taller up. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that happens is Jim takes uh, Stanley and Phyllis out for lunch to try to convince yep. them to cover for him two days a week. Yes, that's a great. That's and a he's great. like, why don't you let me take you out to lunch and plead my case? And Stanley says, now we're talking. <laughs> and then, like, you know, they're at the they're at the they're restaurant. And, um, you know, Stanley orders surf and turf with extra lobster on the side. Phyllis asks, how much wine do you have? And then is trying to pull off the decorative wine bottle. <laughs> and there's a line where Jim says, don't poke people with knives. Like, the way that he delivers it is really, really good. Don't poke things with knives. Um And they're like, you know, we're going to cover for you, Jimmy. We were just shucking your peas, (laughs) busting your beans or whatever. Shucking your peas. Um, Obviously, we have the rest of the stuff about the target, um, of course. The other thing that happens at the end of this episode is the tag where Angela and and, uh, Dwight are talking to Toby um, about what it's like when two uh, gay men have sex. Um, Or they say, where does gayness come from and how is it transmitted? And that is a loaded question. My pastor said it could come from breastfeeding. He said that. Well, he didn't fight me hard on it. Um, <laughs> like it's a, it's a, you know, the it's an homage to earlier in the show when Dwight asked Toby where the clitoris is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, a couple other things from this episode that I loved. I'm sorry. I know I'm going very, very long. Um, no, no. This. Is good. But uh, what does Meredith say? Um, hold on. I have it somewhere. But anyway. Um, I mean, she, like Meredith says, like Einstein. She's like, she's like, and Meredith Palmer's never been called no narc. She's like, Alki, yeah, four, four, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, 
oh God, I can't remember all the words that she says. Um, but she's Einstein sarcastically. You betcha. Uh, <laughs> like, and then at one point, Pete stops her. And he's like, "That's plenty." Why does no one stop her? <laughs> Pete has a couple of those good um, moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Tr- I will try to find. It. I'm embarrassed that I don't have it in front of me. But um, the one thing that I do have in front of me is okay. Pam at the end. She has kind of this this thing that kind of sums up the episode where she says, um, you know, if you're an artist, you have to be okay with the idea that you can't please everybody all the time. Hide says, you pay very bad. She says, shut up, Hide. <laughs> and then she says, I mean, do you think Kevin cares what people think about him or Creed or Meredith? Oh, my gosh, these people are my role models now. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And that kind of like goes back to what you were saying, Sean, about season nine and how much we love Meredith. Mm-hmm. Like Meredith, Kevin, Creed, these characters maybe that are so much themselves. And those are the characters that we resonate the most with after all this time, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was just like a lot of funny storylines in an episode, um, some ridiculous quotes, and then also like a very meaningful way to wrap it up and think about the show in a different way. You don't make paper from bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, All right, Edwin, the target uh, is your second pick, and now you get to pick a third. Hey, why don't we take a quick break before that third pick? Fine. I like it. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000. 25 and 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And lastly, 1, because your business is one of a kind, So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, at netsuite.com slash scott. That's netsuite.com slash scott to get your own KPI checklist netsuite.com slash scat hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Welcome back to Michael Scott Podcast Company. It is time for Edwin's third pick in the season nine likable things draft. Okay, with my third pick, I'm going to take Stanley and Stairmageddon. Oh, Ah, on my list. I did have that one on my list. Yeah, this was one that I, I really, really love. Um... I guess I just kind of love the Stairmageddon storyline or the with Dwight and Clark having to take Stanley to the yeah. sales call after he's been um, tranquilized, oh God, bear tranquilized, uh, tranquilized. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And Clark says, before whatever happens, happens. Can you just let me out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Oops, sorry. And he just hits him with the two darts. Um, Dwight, for a threat to be credible. And then, you know, they have to, like, I love when they they drag him into the wall. Like, they hit his head on the way out of the break room. Um, And then, like, it takes so long that they're like, any weekend plans? I might go see a movie. How about you? I don't know yet. Yeah. Just... I, I had on my list, I, I just wrote down Stanley as a cocoon for an episode. It's just it's just the best person in the office you could do it with, I feel like. Because, like, <laughs> ooh, look at that baby. Like, doped up okay, Stanley. So, yeah, I'll get there. Okay. But, okay, so Stanley, they bring him down bubble wrapped. and With a helmet. Clark's like, we have to get him out of this bubble wrap if he's going to fit in your car. And he's like... He's like, are you kidding? Dwight says, are you kidding me? We can't bubble wrap him, unwrap, unwrap him. Then his suit will get wrinkled. <laughs> He's like, presentation is the most important part of these calls. Um, so they get him in and then uh, they bring him up. And of course, Stanley says, oh, look at that baby. The client. Well, at one point, Dwight says, you're going to have to be Stanley. He's like, isn't the client like Stanley's wife's best friend? Like, good idea. Okay, good call. We're going to get him a cup of coffee. I'll go back to the original plan. Um, but then... Uh, you know, she's like, Stanley, what's going on? And he goes, oh, look at that baby. <laughs> and she goes, that's Benji. And he goes, oh, it's Benji. <laughs> <laughs> what a healthy baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite little earworm. It is, a, it is an earworm yeah, I, yeah. Use, I use in public or I use out in the real world, baby. too. Oh, look at that baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great pick, great pick. That was on my list. Yeah, no longer. Very good. Yep, same here. But uh, Alex, you'll have to pick something else. That's fine. You pick. know what i I kind of had I kind of had my 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 heart in my throat here because I realized I should have taken this one last because I was like, "There's no way it's getting past two Edwin picks." But it made I it. Know you're gonna take it. It made it, and uh, I am taking. <laughs> uh everything surrounding nate's interrogation and vandalism specifically nate falls to his knees (laughs) as a as a marquee moment of our podcast and of the office itself one of the shining comedy moments in season nine uh I gotta get this in the draft. So, uh, is there a weak link? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, Nate like sh- struggling to put boxes up on that, himself. That moment through the end of his interrogation, I just <laughs> want that scene. That is my draft pick. Is Nate's interrogation? Um, you're getting, you're getting so much with this pick, but I, it, it, I couldn't. We couldn't have a season nine draft and not get a Nate moment. So, um, mm-hmm. we've. This is obviously well tread territory this <laughs> this moment so i don't need to uh, go over it too much but that's that is what happens they basically lure nate into an interrogation room with <laughs> could have just asked him to do it but instead it is a scheme that oh his mother has died and this is <laughs> nate your mother is dying and nate falls to obviously so they dark. don't know that <laughs> and Based on just great writing and some clues we get later, if she's going to pull through again, like Nate's mom might actually be kind of touch and go um, and maybe has been for a bit. So great prank, terrible prank. Uh, just a great one of the all time bloopers. Frank did it, did it comes out of this scene. So true. Very, very true. I'm taking all that. Mm hmm. 
That's a great very pick. good. And one Needs. for a good one for our podcast as well. What's that, Edwin? Also a great pick for like the one of our favorite moments in the history oh, yeah. of our podcast yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nate's interrogation. Um man, there's still some stuff out there, guys. Um <clears throat> I'm curious what you thought I was going to take now, Edwin. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, uh, I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll pick it later. I mean, I wasn't planning on taking this because I figured this would have been gone by now. Um, Lay it on us, big boy. Since it's not, I'm going to take the return of Michael Scott. Yeah. Nice. I mean, this is like, you know, I, I think... Soho's mostly lost, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just nice. It's just, it was so great to see him again, especially, you know, the first time watching um, the finale episode. Uh, it's it's done in such a simple way and, you know, carries a lot of emotional weight. And, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, maybe, sure, like, Maybe there could have been more jokes. Maybe we would have loved to see a little bit more of Michael in that episode, but um, it was it, it's 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 well done. And I and I you know I don't know. I I think that it, it, we can't do this draft without ignoring that moment. So I therefore feel I I need to pick it. I mean, it's up there for me and just best moments in the show with you know the the casino kiss and all there's i mean there's a bunch of uh, several of them throughout the show but that one specifically like i mean i'll go even further sean i think that is one of the in tv it is one of the best most well done like reintroductions of a character i've ever mm. seen and just of like I, not not a reintroduction of a character a send-off a last i don't know what, what you'd even call yeah. that one last bow for that character right who's been mm-hmm. you know he's been gone for the show for two seasons <clears throat> and to come back and do so much with just two lines from Michael. <laughs> Both lines, but specifically this first one, is like what the writers came up with. How do we distill Michael Scott to one line? Because he, <laughs> he doesn't have many in this episode. And mm-hmm. it is the most perfect combination of like a laugh cry line. Where yeah. it's you're so shocked and happy to see him and how much it means to Dwight. But then to just have his only line and be that's what she said said the way it is in the context is just chef's kiss. Perfect. Yeah. I like too that. It's like, it's just Michael, Jim, Dwight and Pam. Like this really yeah. isn't shared mm-hmm. with anybody else. It's, and I like that the reveal is to Dwight yeah. in particular. Cause he's just, you know, looks up to Michael so much and, you know, but then we still get a one, you know, the one extra scene we get with Michael is with, you know, him talking to Pam mm-hmm. and uh, and her kind of talking about it after the fact. And it's like, it's just so it's so clean. It's so nice. I um, it's really beautiful. I think, too, if I remember correctly, it was like made very, very clear that Steve Carell was not returning for the finale. Like that was the I think the oh. understanding that we had going into it. Oh, you know? OK. Um, I think that was what if I remember correctly, that was like what was announced, what was shared, what was generally kind of. Um, and then, so to have that be a big surprise was a surprise for the fans as well, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, I also really like that Michael coming back, uh, didn't steal focus. 
from Dwight's day, Dwight's moment, the rest of the characters. Like I thought they did a good job of not making it, you know, Michael is back at the very beginning of the episode and that Michael being back is the content or the, the conflict, let's say of the episode. Um, it was nice to have Michael be back, have this amazing sentimental kind of, uh, full circle moment with everyone, but not have him take focus from Dwight and everything else going on that episode. Mm -hmm. It's a good Mm -hmm. call. Great pick, Sean. Um, thank you very much. I will. You always go for the sentimental stuff. That's your favorite kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for my fourth pick, um, I'm just gonna this this one just tickles me. This one just I just it's just a lot of fun. I really like it. It's the chore wheel cold open. Oh, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. I love this one. It's it's it is also it highlights what is good about season nine. The the ensemble having fun to, together is is kind of what you know this is all about and like you know the way that they all just are disappointed by the first wheel because it's supposed to spin Smug-duty. you know good 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 and pam and like the pam kind of like is like okay you know clearly you know i have to <laughs> make some improvements here and she comes back with multiple um uh uh versions of the wheel until uh until finally it's just prizes um there's garbage all over the office rats running around everyone's cheering in the conference room um and then finally the the tiny wheel that that everybody Mm -hmm. loves the tiny wheel and that the tiny wheel actually has chores on it but (laughs) nobody cares because they love it so much (laughs) well then some of the prizes they're like prizes and they're also like Good, bad things like yeah. manager for an hour. Stanley gets your lunch. Well, yeah, and like right. and then like Kevin's just spinning in the chair while Andy's just standing outside of his office. Like everyone's just so happy <laughs> yeah. with this new <laughs> it's <a good> shot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love the the tiny wheel is really funny. It's very, it's very, it's very like showing Michael a baby picture to distract him. You know, while he's freaking out. Like it's, it's just <laughs> like just you just gotta crawl the office and get him get him carried about the wrong thing, and then they'll do what you gotta do. Yep. Sean, I, I feel like I interrupted your tiny wheel chant. Do you want to conclude this pick with the tiny wheel chant? Yes. Tiny wheel. Tiny wheel. <laughs> tiny wheel. Thank you. Um, all right. So it's time for Alex's fourth pick. Uh, oh, it is the fourth pick. Look at this. Flying by. We're doing it. We are blowing the it. roof off. We're brewers. We have to blow the room. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, my f- fourth pick, I'm going to take Daryl's job interview. Okay. Um, a good one. <laughs> a good bit you of know, physical comedy. Yes. we've <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about the, uh, the Dwight Christmas, the fall into the, mm-hmm. into the table, right? That's probably pick 1A out of this but just craig robinson continuing to throw heat here uh the entire job interview i mean i like it it's, it's funny but i also kind of just like how it unfolds i think in a season where athlete kind of feels like a a kind of an empty aside from the rest of the show like i don't think athlete like breeds a lot of good 
parts of of season nine. I think it's sort of a it's like suddenly there's another office and Doctor J is there. And it's not a place for humor. Exactly. Exactly. Well Nothing said. Nothing funny happens. Very there. well said. Yeah. It's not a place for humor, and it's a place where like it's Jim's day place or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like Jim's <laughs> gone. It's pulling people. It's pulling attention away from the office and the rest of the cast. So this is, I think, one of the redeeming parts of Athlete is just watching Daryl go through the whole job interview process, get the job. I like the scene where he's really like makes the joke doesn't land. He's having a hard interview, and he's sort of almost tries to withdraw himself is like, look, I'm a warehouse manager. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And to kind of see everyone else be like, Hey, relax. Like we're all, it's a startup. Like we all feel unqualified to be here. There's sort of this acknowledgement that like, Hey, we're all pretending we're Mm -hmm. all faking it till we make it. And it's working. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just got to do that. And then watching Daryl relax, they do the job over again. And then to, to put the fish tank scene after that, (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was a great move because yeah. it feels like the end of an episode when yeah. they let Daryl redo the interview and they're like, cool, cool. Like everything's great. And you just, you just don't see it coming. And I just like, I love the shot. I like the execution of that scene. Daryl again, doing great things with physical comedy. A fish gets electrocuted. It's just very well rigged up. It's, it's a great use of the athlete space. And I love it. Um, it bounces off all like the, off the backboard and then like the two walls. It's perfect. The... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like for those of us who have played indoor hoops, when you get a little nerf hoop, like this happens, you just get weird bounces mm-hmm. and you're like, I thought I set the room up. So that wouldn't happen. And of course it did. Uh, and like you break the one thing in your room that your mom is going to get mad at you about. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like, you can have this uh, in the case that you don't do this and it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just love how that went down. And then leading <laughs> to the conversation with Pam and Daryl afterwards where, Mm. Trying to convince them that Philadelphia sucks. Daryl gets the job and he's just like, hell yeah. Like, Philly, Philly, here we go. Like, uh, yeah. loved it. He's like, killed the fish and they still give me the job. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Jim say, like, I, oh yeah, they're, they're going to make you pay for the fish? <laughs> they're going to make you pay. And he's like, that's, yeah. So, but I love, I think you, you tapped on this or you tapped into this, but like, but Daryl goes from like so, like, underconfident and like his own abilities and his mm-hmm. own self. To just like this perfect kind of flow state where he even makes the joke, wow, this guy came prepared. Like they're yeah. all kind of in with him and he's like in this perfect flow. He's, he's clearly going to kill the interview. <laughs> and then like it just tips into overconfidence where he's like, it's going to be a Kevin Durant jump shot. Nothing but Ned. <laughs> he just, he just yeah. leans an inch out over his skis. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> It was just that one more drink got yeah. you at the end of the night. It was it was very much that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very good pick. That's amazing. Uh, uh, time for Edwin's, Edwin's fourth, fourth and fifth. And fourth and fifth. And fifth, okay. Fourth pick. This is another pick that I've taken many times, but I had to take it to just be true to myself. This is one of my favorite good. things in the whole series, and it's very funny because – in our last episode, I think we were asked about moments that either no uh, last episode, maybe the one right before about moments that didn't work for them, where mm. the characters seemed to be out of character. And I think the person who submitted that question, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Your I name think that was in our head. Patreon. Oh, it might have been in our Patreon. It was in our Patreon, but it was it was like moments where the writing or the dialogue or the characters don't seem yeah. to be themselves. Yeah. Right. Yep. And this was one of the moments that they listed. But to me, it's a moment that always makes me laugh, and it's Dwight in the hazmat suit. It oh, always, yeah. always makes me laugh. Um, well, they said Dwight in the pumpkin. 
Oh, they said Dwight in the pumpkin. They said Dwight in the pumpkin. I thought okay. I thought I thought there was which you Dwight also bring up a lot is really liking. So I think either That's I think true. they're interchangeable. Like so. <laughs> but no, I'm, my pick today is Dwight with the hazmat okay, suit. Great, so great. I love that he comes in just so over the top with everything. Um, they're like Dwight, it's no big deal. And he's like. Of all the vermin on God's green kingdom, the one I detest the most is lice. Um, and, you know, Aaron says, you know, this is the cleanest scalp I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's like, I use live shampoo every day. And then he starts spraying everyone yeah. with the canister. And, you know, comes back in the hazmat suit. Like, it's it's so cartoonish, you know. Stanley says, put those things away before you hurt yourself with the scissors. He immediately cuts a hole, compromises his suit, and runs out. <laughs> And then, you know, I love the grenade. I know that it's such a silly, like, this is like a, it's like a Looney Tunes bit. But he's like, <laughs> now I'm going to count. He's like, I'm going to threaten the bugs with this insecticidal grenade. And then I love the countdown. Whoa. It's had a mild hallucinogenic effect, but it doesn't seem to be hitting in. I'm going to count down from 10. <laughs> Nine. Yellow. <laughs> cold. Sad. <laughs> purple. <laughs> <laughs> Start of a bad trip right there. Yeah. And then uh and then at the end, there's also something funny that like no one can go in to help him because all the gas is in there. Uh, yeah. It's all contained. But then it happens again in the car and like you know, it's 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 like CGI smoke. Yeah. It doesn't look very doesn't. very real. But it always makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. It's just uh yeah. yeah. I I like this I like this pick too, because for me this mirrors I, I feel like Dwight and Michael are in the very same wavelength of Michael in his sumo suit of like, I'm so glad I bought and didn't rent. Yeah, that's what he said. I think that's yeah. exactly the same for Dwight's hazmat suit, where it's like, I'm so glad I bought this. It's pretty much he says pretty to much the people who don't have joke, yeah. Yeah. Well, he says to the people who don't have uh, suits, he's like, you all have your own hazmat suits? I'm like, of course we don't. He goes, renters. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Like like what someone would say about a tux or something. He yeah, says it about yeah. a hazmat suit. <laughs> there's, I mean, this is not related to this pick, but and I'm assuming you're not going to take this particular moment. But there's a moment where Stanley tries to leave and Aaron jumps on his back. Oh um, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. do a they do a great job of cutting to the camera angle. You can just see how small Ellie Kepper is compared to <laughs> Leslie David Baker. On, like, <laughs> and she's off the ground. <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, extremes of the human physique. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they're talking about? <laughs> By the way, if the, if you have the right people on your team, that's the best office trivia team name you can have. If extremes of the extremes human of the human physique, <laughs> but you got to be the right set of people. <laughs> uh, Very good. All right. Uh, Is that your fourth? final pick? And that your final pick. fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm really, really split. We never explained um, the serpentine draft, by the way, but you've probably figured you it out first by in this the, point. Yeah, mm-hmm. goes back and forth like a snake. Yep. Um, okay, uh, I'm really, really split on this last pick, which is the fifth and final round. But I'm going to take. Oh man, this is really tough. I'm going to take Andy responding to the YouTube comments. Oh, good one. Yeah. I like so that. when they they release the promos yep. and uh, people start commenting like guy at I think it's like six oh nine is hot and it's like no he's not he is gay <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy starts responding and then the guy, they just respond back he is butt he is butt and uh, okay so the the and 
It also the part of the reason I really wanted to pick this is because it causes Andy goes, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Like it brings back that thing from the early uh, era of the show. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the thing that brings him over the top. And the the names are well. The first comment is Bong Ripper. Yeah. Andy's like, thank you very much, Bong Ripper, for your for your approval. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, uh, I believe it's Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> is, uh, uh, amazing, yeah. amazing username. There's another username called Jess Joshin who says, I think he's good. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is, uh, I think, Jason, Jason again, who says uh, he is but. And then mm. at the end, okay, Andy is loading his response video to all the haters. The website is called Gato Box, and the video is called The Banjo. Okay. <laughs> And he's playing the banjo, and then Nelly is the one who's commenting to make him upset, and uh, her name is uh, Texas Poon Tap- Tappa. Oh <laughs> he's like, dear Texas Poon Tappa, Jason, 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 and all the other haters out there. Texas Poon Tapper. Yeah. I really like uh, it because it is Nelly getting back at Andy in a way that he'll probably never realize, and yeah. um, it also is a little bit of the show. It feels like one of the most m- modern, quote-unquote, like things of the show that like the office actually gets into, which is like internet comments and YouTube comments and stuff. Right. Um, Yeah. If you bridge uh, the show from like, you know, Kelly explaining the DVD Netflix as like where the show started and where it ends is still people being obsessed with YouTube comments, still very much a thing. So Mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, it's kind of like Dwight asking if I mean, I hope this isn't one of your picks. I'm sorry. Saying that he should get a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, that's season eight. Nice. Good. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, that's my that's my final pick. Andy responding to YouTube comments. <laughs> Very or, good. Or Gatto box comments. Uh, all right, Alex. What is your last pick? My last pick is Kevin patching up the turtle. Oh my god. Oh, hard scene <laughs> to watch. But here's why I'm picking yeah. it. That is, yeah, this is a weird pick. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I had safer picks, but I wanted a weird one because I think this is low key, like the chili. It's this is the chili scene part two, and they even they doubled down. They mm. made it even worse. So lovers <laughs> of Kevin's chili scene should be at my back here, having me. Uh, <laughs> that this the turtle scene is so hard to watch. It's so uncomfortable. It at its base level, it's just. Playing with the idea of like a big guy breaks something little and fragile, <laughs> mm-hmm. and watching yeah. Kevin try to put it back together, and Oscar even uh, like we get Oscar over the shoulder just being like, I don't think it goes that way. Yeah, it's not Oscar <laughs> being like Kevin, Kevin, let's like say goodbye to the turtle. Like it's got it, it. It's Oscar knowing what Kevin is up to and just being like, I'm not gonna tell him. You know, we're already all convinced that Kevin's dog is dead and he doesn't know it. So it's yeah. like, let him do this thing with the turtle. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was, I just think it's the chili scene part two. I think it's extremely uncomfortable, but extremely funny. Sean, I'm surprised you don't like this as much. This is this is dark. This is about as dark as it gets. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, and Kevin gets sad as he realizes that it probably died when I ran over it. And of course, I brought this up before, but the montage of things he uses to patch the turtle right. up <laughs> is sort of a scrapbook of the last eight seasons of the show. Uh, I really appreciated right. that nod. So um, this is, to me, this this scene feels very 
rooted and intertwined with old office with hmm. uh, a callback to sort of what Kevin what Kevin's journey uh, what the whole office's journey has been through bits and pieces that he finds laying around uh, I, I like it overall the, I you know I, I don't I don't dislike this uh, cold open I especially appreciate Kevin's delivery of it. <laughs> But it turned out the turtle was already <laughs> dead. <Yeah. laughs> um, I think too. Isn't this like? Isn't this a much longer cold open? Like updating people with what? Updating us it's with what, what everyone's, everyone's been up, been yeah, this up is, to. Yeah. This is this is right off the get go. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> like we get like updates on everyone's life, and then the update on Kevin's life <laughs> was yes, this turtle. <laughs> I will say I don't I don't think this is a is like um I, I think this this scene has some people out there who are like this is like you know one of those moments where the show loses me this like sure. you know it's uh, just hard totally to fair. like stomach that Kevin killed this turtle um hey <laughs> and I just will add to that I feel like Alex in the past you have been critical of the dumbing down of Kevin as as the show goes on so that's a, that's another reason that I was a little surprised well this one it's funny because he's not <laughs> obviously what he's doing <laughs> very simple mind it's very, it's very simple Jack <laughs> yeah <laughs> from Tropic Thunder but yeah like I don't know he's not there's something about it like it's more of those scenes when like Kevin is talking like this and he's talking about <laughs> boobs or whatever. And that stuff, this one, I like you said, his line deliveries are actually really funny. And there's mm-hmm. he's kind of he kind of gets sad at the end of this. And uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, <laughs> it's more for like the turtle shell and like how he rebuilds it and sort of like <laughs> using this as this character arc for Kevin. Uh, and it is very uncomfortable because I, I, I do, I love turtles. I think turtles are very cool. Uh, so it was, it was tough to see, but mm. it's nature, man. Mm-hmm. Just nature. How do, you, do you feel like that was an effective fake turtle? <laughs> yeah. The prop turtle. I mean, oh, it worked good. well enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worked well enough. Um, okay. Very good. Well, it's time for my final pick. I'm a little on Take the home, big fence about a few things that I could go with here. But because I want to talk about this one, so I'm going to pick it, which is uh, okay. Dwight on Biz Wiz with Iris Black. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. A um, couple of reasons that I would that I picked this is uh, I love to see Dwight flustered. Um, <laughs> like, uh, love to see Dwight in his underwear. We've mentioned that many sure. times. Always funny. In his tidy whities Um and it's uh it's also just it's a good Nelly scene. I mean her mm-hmm. American radio host impression is incredible. Uh it's um an example of Catherine Tate's, you know, kind of sketch comedy uh ability, character acting ability and um and I love to see like it's kind of a callback too to like Pam gets to get in there and do a funny voice, um, which sort of reminds me of, you know, when Creed is the manager and she has to deal yep. with that. It, I just love paper and all things paper. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this is um, 
this is a very funny scene to me. There is, you know, so there are a lot of little bits in this in this moment that I really love. Like you said, Dwight in his underwear with Kevin behind him. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, I love when they throw it to Jim and he has to come in. He says, good afternoon. Daryl hits him immediately. It's <laughs> <laughs> like doing a black voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just funny how they bring everyone in on it, and I really, really like yeah. that. I mean, even when they like bring in Dwight, um, and now that the draft is over, like Dwight in season nine, I didn't want to take it because it felt like that was kind of a cop out of a pick. But Dwight animates so many of these episodes. Yes. Mm. He is and he carries season. Nine. He's the he main character. So much of it, nine, yeah. Sure. And um, in the, like at the beginning of this episode, when they're like, "Does anyone feel passionate about local business issues?" I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I do. And then later, he's like. Greta the Tittle Tattle prattled on about a little metal bottle. <laughs> yeah, you know, nod to nod to our guy, Ira Glass, Edwin. Uh with mm. Iris Black. Which I feel like Iris Black, I never thought of. Oh, that yeah. was like the yeah. first thing I thought mm-hmm. of was like there's totally. they just switched Ira Glass to something else. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Bizwiz. I'm Iris Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, good. Good good. So good. I would say it, you know, okay, well, how about that? I'll go through the picks and then let's talk mm-hmm. about some honorable mentions. Edwin went sure. first. He picked Asian Jim, yeah. picked the episode, The Target, picked Stanley and Stairmageddon, Dwight in the hazmat suit, mm-hmm. and Andy responding to YouTube comments. Nice. Alex went next. He picked Andy's fail video. Here comes Treble, kind of like the group, I think, or the episode. The episode. Well, the yeah. moment when they sing to Pam specifically. Specifically. Mm-hmm. I'll be. <laughs> uh, Nate's interrogation. <laughs> uh, Daryl's job interview at Athlete. And Kevin patching up the turtle. I went last. I picked Bald Meredith and Lice. Trevor, played by Chris Gethard. <laughs> Michael Scott's <laughs> return in the finale. Mm-hmm. The chore wheel, cold open, and Dwight on Bizwiz. Um, what does not seem yeah so so i think um no uh acknowledgement here of like the uh angela brian the sound guy love triangle um, I, I almost took brian the sound guy as a pick just to just brian to the sound off, guy. Sean. <laughs> yeah no absolutely not i did yeah, have I guess... oscar and angela's domestic partnership it was was oh that was a good one that was that is a good one. My, that was gonna be my last pick i went with the turtle i probably should have switched that out but i did like i do kind of like those two their arcs as characters to have them mm-hmm. living together in season nine good touch yeah one of my favorite exchanges in the whole show saddle shoes with denim I will call child service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I did pick uh, Trevor's kneecapping uh, mm-hmm. scene, which has to do with that. But I, yeah. but I think that when I was doing some research on parts of season nine that are people's favorites, um, one that came up a couple of times was Kevin telling the senator off. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I, I would agree with. It's a really good it's, one. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, little, it's a little corny. It's a little cheesy, but it's... Uh, and it's almost even a little bit out of character for Kevin. It's he's kind of a little smarter than he typically is in that moment, but uh, but satisfying. Yeah, I think you know when I think about season nine, there's so much going on plot wise. We've talked about this a little bit, but you know that 
the storylines don't always deliver on the biggest sort of payoffs, at least in terms of um, character resolution or like there's nothing on the level of like Jim and Pam getting together or, um, you know, I guess not until the finale at the very least. Like it feels like a lot of these things like they don't come, they don't hit the same, you know, mm-hmm. in season nine. Um, I suppose there's there are other things. I should be clear. Like Dwight finding out the baby is his, like Dwight and Angela getting together again. Like these kinds of things are really important and significant, I guess, for the show. But like when I think about season nine, my favorite things are just like the really funny, silly moments, the moments mm-hmm. where it can kind of find the form from the early seasons. I know that I think uh, Greg Daniels, when he came back as showrunner, was talking about how he wanted to kind of be a reset a little bit and have more things in the office. And that's when season nine to me stands out the most. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not... That's just my personal opinion on what I like from season nine the most. Other people might find other things, but mm-hmm. just the funny moments, the silly moments, Andy yeah. spilling Gatorade all over himself. That's the stuff that I like the most from season nine. You know, to that point, Edwin, another, my other, only other one I didn't pick that was still on my list is sort of the, a moment in season nine, I feel like where they sort of do a callback to season one and almost have a scene that feels like it's in season one, which is Bob Odenkirk as the parallel universe, Michael Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. that Pam gets um, that to me felt felt very much that way it was kind of fun to just feel like you're on the pilot episode again with with Bob Odenkirk who almost who could have I think played Michael Scott very well would have been a different show mm-hmm. but he I think he could have done it guys I'm doing Dylan <laughs> yes. um, the one that I was split on for my last pick um, was that is now an honorable mention is Wesley Silver is gay that's like one of my favorite creed lines it might be my favorite creed line because it's so (laughs) funny like this character we've never heard of before he's like finally found love who's like the aide for a state senator (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like it's it always it always pulls me out of uh it always pulls me out and makes me laugh really hard that creed like knows wesley silver yeah Wesley Silver is gay. Yeah. um shocked that edwin didn't pick dwight in a pumpkin head yeah, yeah, I thought he would too. I thought he would for sure. Um, I like it. I mean, it's very funny. Like the physical gag of seeing someone it's been talked about a lot too, on, on our show. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's about true. it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, the, just I thought about picking just the line. I wish there was a way to know we were in yeah. the good old days before you left them, which I did not mm-hmm. know is a song lyric, a Judy Collins song lyric. Hmm. Um, and Judy. I guess. You know, from I mean, I, I, look, this might again. This is just a personal thought, but sometimes it feels like the finale is so disconnected from the rest of season nine. Yeah, it's true. Um, I do that mentally. It's kind of like this, like you know, time has passed, sort of resolution, sort of thing. And like, I mean, I understand like stuff from the finale. I think was totally on the table for this draft. If yeah. I or you guys wanted to take stuff from the finale, I think that would have been totally fine. I guess, I suppose you did, Sean, I did. Michael yeah. Scott coming back, yeah. but. Um, they feel like separate entities to a large extent. Well, what, that's just the again. That's just me. Who but, says? Yeah. Uh, someone has said it before that it's like A A R M is the finale for season nine, and then the finale is Correct. the finale for the entire series. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. Which is kind of that what makes sense. This is what the BBC office did. They had a season two finale, mm-hmm. which ends very sad, and then uh, the Christmas special to wrap up the series. And so, yeah, I do the same thing in my head with. Uh, mm-hmm. I did. I mean, honorable mention. I do love when Dwight's is like, "Fellas, come on! The boss needs his coffee," and is running through the upturned desk chairs and is spilling coffee all over himself. Yeah, it's good. 
Like that always makes me laugh when I think about it. And also Jim with the chalkboard that says like this many days with no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Dwight with the portrait of Mao. Like those little things always really get me. <laughs> yeah. Mao. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. It's ridiculous. Dwight's final kata forms. Yeah. <laughs> All good stuff. Um. Oh, and I and I and I, you know what? I almost took Jan returning as like a super villain. Uh, was so was a really great re like reintroduction of Jan. Like I love that they just went all out with like, oh, she's just yep. like full on evil now. I like, love the you and know, the like presentation, black widow. Like them seeing the walls, yeah, and being like, oh no, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. we've we've wandered into her nest. I guess I did. Th- I mean, that is a moment in a scene, like a series of scenes that I feel like I've talked about like at length on this show. Clark coming in and being told he's the Quiznos. Yeah. And then Clark coming back and being like, you know, uh, being, it was like being like an animal, but not a cougar, like a swarm of bees. Sexual <laughs> <laughs> peak. Yeah. I also thought about taking the way that like the, the women try to teach Dwight how to sell the women. Yeah. And just like the way that yeah. he nods with his eyes open. <laughs> I'm gonna get nightmares thinking about that face. <laughs> uh, you know, this was really great. I I liked. Um, I enjoyed trying to find the good in season nine. <laughs> you didn't try. You did. You did. You did a good job, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Did a good job. No, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there. It's a good. It's a good season. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're a little hard on it sometimes on this podcast, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, I mean, season nine has so much to do yeah. in terms of finishing the show and giving all these characters resolution. It's like, yeah, it's not perfect or it's imperfect, let's say, mm-hmm. but like it has, there's so much to unpack. It, it, like, even when you think about all the plot threads and stuff, it's so dense. Like we didn't talk about Annie in the boat, Dude, and Pete no. and Aaron Clark and all these other things within the context of this draft. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's honestly, when you start, well, like when I start to look at these great moments in season nine, I'm like, you know, it's, it's a shame because it's like, there, there are things that dragged that season down that didn't need to be there. Like the just absolute desecration of Andy's character. Um, that, that, that I still believe the writers just like did yeah. not like Ed Helms or did something, something happened and they like out of spite yeah. just destroyed Andy. If Bernard. you take that storyline, if you take Andy, all that so you out, and you out. take Brian, and you take Brian out completely. Yes. Like season nine goes up a yeah. lot of points for you. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. And 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 you got to take. You kind of got to get. I don't know. I don't really like athlete and the Jim Pam drama as well. I would take that out as well. But but I'm not going to be you know too great. Quiet, I you. think. <laughs> <laughs> One uh one last little thing that really made me laugh in prepping for this episode was uh okay it was um when the so it's it's uh Kevin and Meredith and Nellie I believe and they're all talking to Daryl about how Val broke up with him mm-hmm. and Daryl is going to pretend to be really sad so they convince uh Val or they try to convince Val to get back with Daryl you know mm-hmm. Um, and at first they're standing outside the elevator and Kevin gives Daryl his ice cream and he goes, Hey man, you need this more than me. And then he walks up and he gives him a kiss on the cheek. Okay. And then later when they confront Val in the warehouse, they're like, so you're not going to take Daryl back? She says, no. And then Kevin says, well, how about you and me hitting the town? I'm free literally forever. 
and she's just so shell-shocked. And then Kevin walks up and gives her a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> it's very funny to see this be a signature move for him just twice in one episode. Going back to the well. Yeah. <laughs> And then she's like, I thought I was going to trade up to a new class of man. But then Kevin asked me how it was coming. Well, there you it's go. It's just nice to win one. Um, guys, I think we, we talked a little longer than I thought we would about um, these these likable moments yeah. from season nine. And I think we ran out of time for trivia. It's noon. Yeah. So we we're going to save we're going to save Smookler's trivia, which happens to be. Um, well, no, I won't tell you what it is. We'll 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 use it next. Yeah. Time. Um, I'm sorry for the pump fake. Sorry, no, sorry it. about that. Smith, it's it's bad form to to, to add, tease it at the beginning and then uh, not do hey, it again. It's, but hey, people understood. Up. It's if we have time, we'll do it. We don't have time. <laughs> uh, uh, if you'd like to send us trivia of your own, email us at MS Podcast Company at gmail.com you can also call us and leave us a message at 503-694-9314 call us and tell us your favorite moment from season nine or one that you swore we would say that uh, that you can't believe we didn't we'd love to hear it uh, check out our online store mspcstore.com join our discord the link is in the show notes and if you like the show and you want to support us join patreon patreon.com slash michael scott uh, for five bucks a month, you get a bonus mailbag episode every month where we answer every question we get on Patreon. Uh, you also get ad free main feed episodes, uh, as well as a couple of bonus projects we've done in the past. A very special thanks to the Scott's Tots for supporting us. Very special thanks to Kayla and Brianna for running our discord and special thanks yeah. to Ryan Lloyd, who designs our artwork. This episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA, and Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, if you like the show, uh, please remember to uh, rate and review it. It helps us, helps people find the show. Same with Captive Audience. If you're enjoying that, uh, you know, rate, review, spread the word. We'd really appreciate that. But uh, mostly just thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for supporting us, for sending us trivia, for hanging with us uh, over the years, being on Discord, being on Patreon, sending us emails, voicemails, what have you. It's just amazing um, that we get to do this every week. Um, so, uh, yeah, listen to Captive Audience. Yeah, uh, do be kind to one another. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Dippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.